coming to you live from the house party of the century. Not since Kid and Play did those series of movies where they had parties at houses. Has there been such a great series of parties? This is a party, and of course, it's hosted by International RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon. And yes, I... I pretty much wanted to not reference Rick and Morty at all in the entire <laughs> intro, other than our podcast. Coming to you live from that movie <laughs> that Kid and Play made. You know they they did a, they did a couple of movies back in the back in the eighties, I think, uh, early early nineties. Do you know? Have you ever seen those movies? Uh, I think I've seen moments from those movies, but I never sat down and watched a full Kid and Play movie. That's 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 a shame because, I mean, those parties were kicking. They were kicking. Is that the kid and play dance? Are you referencing a dance right now? No. I, did they have a was it was there a dance called kicking? I don't know. Welcome to Interdimensional <laughs> RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. So happy to have you here as we wrap up our rewatch of season one. Uh, this is we're, we're it's the last episode. Yeah, uh, and but it is not the last time that we'll talk about season one, and 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 next week we'll we'll look back and review everything. But I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead, Brandon. How how are you doing? How are you how are you feeling right now? Uh right now right now I'm feeling great. So last the for for those who are are on top of us for staying on schedule for releasing on a consistent Tuesday or or Wednesday morning, you might be wondering why is this getting released on Thursday? Well, it's because Travis might have died if we had recorded last night. It, yeah, yeah, I think that's maybe wait, maybe a little is bit today Tuesday. Today Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Oh man. shoot! I am clear. Okay, so this goes into how I'm feeling, <laughs> which is I woke up this morning. I thought I was. I felt like I was hungover, but I didn't drink that much wine on Monday night, and I, I just I just felt I felt awful all day. Like increased heart rate, and I was not being able to maintain conversations with people very well. And I should have gone home and just taken a long nap, and I didn't. Anyways, I'm here now, and let's record the podcast. <laughs> let's record this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and and uh, it wasn't like I was getting murdered or anything. There were just storms in the area. Yeah, uh, I I wasn't. the The likelihood of me dying was very low, but the likelihood of me losing power and it messing up our ability to podcast was very high. Uh, so. And so that, a few delays, you know, nature and sickness happens, but we're here. And maybe that's we're what, here for you. Maybe that's what my thing was, was I was worried sick about you last night. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that was it. Hey, uh, getting ready for Father's Day, all those dad jokes, am I, am I right? And happy Father's Day to all the fathers who are listening. Uh, if you want to tell us about your father... Uh, or or anything else that's going on uh hit us up on social media i'm I'm working those really smooth transitions brandon (laughs) the segues are on fleek Mm -hmm. uh all right so twitter at rick and morty pod rick and morty podcast at uh, dot reddit.com is our subreddit facebook.com slash rick and morty podcast if you want to follow us on facebook's uh, and then Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com to send us an email, ask us a question. Uh, we are finishing up season one. So if you want to ask questions not related to season one, now would be a good time to do that. Or uh, maybe just anything getting us ready for season two, which we will be talking about uh, in, I don't know, a month or so. 
you can head over to apatheticenthusiasm.com. That's our website for all of our podcasts. You can also get links to our T Public page if you want to get a t-shirt with our cartoon faces on it. Uh, and if you want to support the show directly, you can go to patreon.com slash rickandmortypod where you can get on our Discord. You can get video versions of these episodes, watch them live, do live hangouts before each episode, uh, or get, you know, maybe like a song written about you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, if that's your thing. If 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 that's if that is indeed your thing. And uh, yeah, and in our Discord you can you can find such such stimulating conversation like, oh my God, what's going on at E three this year? Oh, did, are, yeah. are you watching the Microsoft presentation? It's blowing PS4 out of the water. <laughs> yeah. So so you're really <laughs> selling it, Brandon. Great job. Thanks. Thanks. Please <laughs> so, uh, support <laughs> please, show. Please support our show. Uh, all right, folks. It is time for our first segment, semi pertinent news. Squeezing my nipples. That's semi pertinent news. Squeezing my nipples. Squeezing my nipples in. Semi pertinent news. I was squeezing my nipples. So I have this thing like, my nipples didn't, like, I didn't always have hard nipples. It's weird. It's just like in the last like five, 10 years, my, I don't know if because I started like gaining weight there. I know, you know, I know what it is. For like a brief period of time, I, I you're started, finally becoming a woman. Right? I, I was I was lifting I was lifting weights. I was like, oh, you know, I want to get my, I want to get my my pecs. I want to build up my pecs, and and that's that's around the time that my nipples were just always hard. And so, and I, I just don't wear <laughs> white like tight shirts now. Okay. All right, and that's all for semi pertinent news. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we we have a few things that took place in the world of Rick and Morty over the last couple of weeks. That's right. We uh, did. First up is a a new birthday song. So the next birthday party that you attend, uh, instead of singing the classic happy birthday to you, uh, why not give uh, Kanye's birthday song a try? <laughs> um, uh, uh, the Kanye's birthday song. Yeah. When, when this, when this came out, uh, I, yeah, I saw it on, uh, I think Royland ret- retweeted it and, I saw it. Which, it was. It, I think it was originally tweeted by Kim Kardashian. Yes, yes, it was because she had him do the song for, uh, for for Kanye's birthday, and Chaos Chaos. They're the ones who are doing the music in the background, of course. And it's a it's an it's a it is a nice song. <laughs> it is a nice song. And Try who does the animatics for you know the fan animatics like the courtroom case and um like what a lot of people thought was like a season four preview. Where they go into right, the drive through? The, the, was it the ice cream? Yeah, uh, like short. That's actually just clips from uh, the virtual reality video yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Try is 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 putting a, an animatic for that the song. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Yeah, he's already got a few. He's probably got like 30 seconds done or something. <laughs> uh, he posted on Twitter. It's Crawl, it's tremendous. Crawling it's through the floor, <laughs> going to the sheets. <laughs> Jeez, Rick, I don't know if we should be here. Uh. <laughs> uh, it's it's great. Um, if if I if I find time, maybe I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. I would have I would actually would have played it on the show live, but I, I forgot to do. That. But you did like zero prep for. This. I did zero prep. You for were this. sick. Yeah, you were worried sick. <laughs> worried sick about uh, it. Uh, yeah. So so if you haven't heard that, go check it out on Twitter or check out the show notes, and there'll be a link to listen to that song. 
Uh, also, as we mentioned, E3 a little bit earlier in this episode, uh, there was a PlayStation or Sony keynote where they announced a new game from Squanch Games. If you're not familiar with Squanch Games, this is a company that was started, uh, somewhat co-founded, I think, uh, with Justin Roiland. Uh, with the intent of making some VR games, they I think they helped put together Virtual Reality yep. and uh, under the name Squanch Tendo at the time. But they <laughs> uh, they announced. <laughs> I miss Squanch Tendo. I wish I should have got I should have gotten a Squanch Tendo shirt early before the rebranding, so I could be that hipster that's like, yeah, I got I got that shirt before <laughs> before before another company wanted to sue us. Yeah, so anyway, uh, E3, the announcement is Trover Saves the Universe. Uh, this is a new PlayStation 4 slash PlayStation v- <clears throat> excuse me, PlayStation yep. VR game. Yeah. Uh, and it's a PlayStation exclusive. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp. I mean, want want for people who don't have a PS4. Which is me. Which <laughs> I, I instead spent that money on a state-of-the-art VR system. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which I now can't play the game on. So. Yeah, I, I did. I did shoot a tweet out to uh, Squanch Games, be like, "Hey, is it always going to be PS4 exclusive?" I didn't get a response back, but we're yeah, not I, we're not it, media entities, so then, I mean, they're not going to respond yeah, to comment. Yeah. To I, I I am concerned because they recently released accounting for PlayStation VR, and that game. Uh, has been a staple of my VR demoing for a lot of people uh, at my house. Uh, but they added a whole nother part to the game that is exclusive only to the PlayStation version. And I was like, oh man, I really want to, I want to play that part. Uh, and now with this entire game being a PlayStation exclusive, I'm a little worried with Squanch games. Like, are they, are they going to keep developing for PC or is this going to be like, Sony got them in their pockets. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know. You know. It would be a really, really cool thing to do if we could. If we could manage it. Uh, if, if I get a wild hair up my up, up, up my butthole, I'll reach out to try to get somebody from Squanch Games to talk to us. That'd be great. That'd, that'd, that'd be, be great filler between season one and two, Brandon. That, great that, idea. We should do that. <laughs> that would. That I'm would. sure they're not busy this week at E3. <laughs> Hey, uh, Squanch, uh, you guys mind uh, stopping what you're doing? <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So that that looks cool. I have a PlayStation, so I will finally have a use for my PlayStation. Ooh, Also in semi pertinent news, uh, Fallout seventy six. That's that's not so. That's not semi pertinent. Yeah, that's not pertinent at all, but I've already paid for the game, so I just thought yeah. I'd throw that out there. But not the two hundred dollar version. Uh, no, uh, no. But let's not let's not talk about Fallout seventy six and how we're gonna be playing that all the time, you and I. Uh, let's talk about Dan Harmon tweeting minute when he's back on Twitter for a minute. Uh, <laughs> this is because it really is only about a minute every couple of weeks <laughs> now that we just have we just we're just stuck with whatever Dan Harmon tweets for one time <laughs> in the last two weeks. Yeah. So you you uh be, as Travis alluded to, I didn't do any prep. So this is actually all all Travis's prep right here. Dan Harmon, he tweets, JetBlue Lounge at JFK is so bad, it's not even a negative experience. What follows will be a thread about how much I love an airport lounge for being awful. So if you respond with the goal of raising my awareness of poverty, that's cool. 
as long as you're aware of predictability. And then it's it's a long thread where he talks about the JetBlue Lounge at, at JFK. And just, a, just an FYI, JetBlue responded back to him and like, we don't actually have a lounge at, at JFK. Uh, <laughs> we, there's a lounge there, but it's not our lounge. But we'll, we'll, we'll send you to the people who are, you know, know about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the the thing about that tweet, or more so that dissertation, the the collection of multiple tweets, is just it just goes to show just how much Dan Harmon, like as a writer, will expound upon something at length. Uh, and yeah, he he really he really lets it go there in those tweets. So yeah, um, sorry, JetBlue, a budget airline that doesn't have. A fantastic lounge. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, he. There's a whole story. There's a whole story about all the different people there. Uh, there's. He says this is the face of a woman who a long time ago ordered two Aperol and sodas and just got hers. Here's my best attempt at the look on her face. Don't know if it will translate, but I don't want to photograph a stranger. So here's me doing the JetBlue Lounge customer look, and then it's just is <laughs> a pic, a selfie of him looking confused. By the way, she's not spoiled. She's 50 plus. Her husband is probably number two. They've traveled and not well. They've put up with shit. They have perspective. They know how to be content, but they know when a lounge might be a prank show, an alien sleeper cell, a Gondry video. Uh, uh, anyway, it, this is this is like this is a podcast unto itself where, where we can expound. <laughs> yeah, on this is our these. new spinoff podcast where we just expound upon Dan Harmon's tweets. <laughs> uh, look for it soon on Stitcher Premium. Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it for semi pertinent news. Uh, did did we mention that season four is coming? Seventy episodes. Oh yeah. Uh, so hopefully they're working on that, and and news will continue to flow. Uh, but until then, you know. We're sticking with the semi-pertinent stuff. Uh, all right. That's it for this. Uh, now it is time to move on to the main thing. <gasps> main thing. Main thing. Ooh, working the fade. That's good. That's that's awesome. Uh, yes, main thing. Season one, episode 10. 10 11 11 11 20, 27 you, oh are there 11 episodes good prep on this you you kept it at shh, nine shh. <laughs> that means i've missed it two episodes in a row <laughs> <laughs> yes season one episode 11 rixie business originally aired april 14th of 2014 written by ryan ridley and tom kaufman directed by the great steven sandoval synopsis is as follows. Morty's- it's long. It's long. It is. It is. Oh my god! I did no editing of the synopsis. <laughs> this is this is your Reddit synopsis. Morty's parents leave to go on an overnight Titanic-themed getaway, leaving the kids in the care of Rick. Disaster strikes when the ship misses the iceberg and fails to sink. Things get worse when a deranged female janitor, obsessed with the Titanic movie, decides to kidnap and force Jerry at gunpoint to reenact various scenes from the movie with her. At home, Summer decides to throw a party, only to find out that Rick has decided to have his own party with numerous aliens, monsters, and other trans-dimensional beings. The situation escalates when Adolf Linkler, Rick's failed attempt at creating a morally neutral leader by combining the DNA of Adolf Hitler with that of Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> arrives at the party. 
Later, Morty accidentally beams the entire house to another planet filled with disturbing testicle aliens who use humans as sex toys. The party is increasingly growing out of control, but eventually the trio are able to usher away the guests. With minutes to spare, Beth texts Summer that she and Jerry are just around the corner. Frantic, Morty wakes up Rick and asks for his help. Using a contraption, they freeze time with Beth, and Jerry steps away from the door. The trio clean and repair the house while time is frozen. At the end, with time still frozen, they watch Titanic and unanimously agree how terrible it is. <gasps> Synopsis. Dance party. Yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> so for our live for our live viewers and and the and the folks that watch on video, uh, you totally cut out during half of that. But for the podcast, it's gonna sound great. It's gonna sound great. So yeah, uh, so that is that is a long winded way to say that Beth and Jerry go on a Titanic themed adventure and <laughs> uh you know the kids and Rick stay home to throw a party. That's it, it is a very the very uh TLDR way of, of, yeah, of doing yeah, it. Now, I, I'm very curious, Brandon, and I'm I'm sure you've watched this episode numerous times, possibly once or sure. twice in the last couple weeks. Uh, yeah. Overall, what is your general opinion on this episode? Like, is this? Do you consider this to be a good episode or or not? I I I, li- I like the episode a lot. I think I think this episode is a, is a culmination of a bunch of a bunch of strong points of the season as a whole. The, f- the first season, um, I think, uh, listening to the commentary, they they mentioned that it wasn't one of their strong episode, they, they didn't get the reaction they wanted and there's negative reaction from, from yeah, fans. Yeah, and that wasn't necessarily well-received from the audience. Yeah. Right, right. And, and, and I think as comparison's sake goes, it's like us coming off of Tales from the Citadel to the Morty takes the president or like Rick right. fights yeah. the president. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's that. It's, it's basically that same situation where like that, that shouldn't have been the finale. And I think that's what a lot of people had an issue with was the party. Like there was just this evil Morty stuff. And now you're going back to something that has, there's, there's no stakes. There's no real stakes involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's an interesting character development episode for sure. Uh, But it's also just unconventional where for almost every episode we're used to Beth and Jerry being the ones that stay at home. uh, And Rick and Morty and sometimes Summer go out on these crazy adventures, visit crazy places. Uh, but this time they're bringing the craziness back to the Smith residence. And and Jerry has his own adventure while Beth finishes her book back in the <laughs> back in the hotel room. Yeah. Well, I mean, let me let me reverse the question on you. I mean, what do you what do you think overall? Right. I think it's a I think it's a good episode. Um, I think it's an unconventional Rick and Morty episode, but I don't think that necessarily makes it bad. I, I, I think that, um, I, I don't necessarily think I'd call it like one of my top five or, or even top 10 necessarily of but, the season <laughs> <laughs> of the series. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a good episode. I, I don't dislike it. And I, even when I watched it like three or four times getting ready for this episode, I, I enjoyed it every time for a yeah. different reason. I think you, you didn't get you didn't get sick of it. it was no, it wasn't one more wasn't, time and I'd be out. <laughs> You're done like, with right, Rick and Morty. Right there, right there on the cause. Uh, going heading into the the Reddit discussion questions. The episode had a bunch of one off characters right in, in in the background. 
who is your favorite incidental character in this episode and why? Oof, incidental characters, like maybe even ones that don't have a name at all. Uh, I really... (laughs) I really like the little dudes that are swimming in uh one of the, in Ryan Ridley's drink. I'll just say it's Ryan Ridley's drink because <laughs> yeah. he's he voices the character. In that, he's gonna get laid. He's gonna get laid tonight. He's <laughs> gonna. And it's funny. I've I've been listening to a lot of um Grandma's Virginia podcast uh-huh. and and hearing like about you know 2012 or 2014. Uh, no, I guess that that probably 2006. I don't know, whenever they started. Like really pre Rick and Morty Ryan Ridley's like relationship troubles. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and so t- I, as soon as he says that in the episode, I just think of actual Ryan Ridley just being at a party and being like, yeah, I'm going to get late tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well perhaps drinking uh, unsuspecting little alien. Uh, the, the thing I like about that little scene is just the other aliens that survived the the beer are like running <laughs> towards the cup, like trying to flag him down. Poor, <laughs> uh, I mean, come on, those aliens are dumb. Like, why are you, why are you swimming in a in a beer? Swimming a cup for it in a red solo cup for it. Ugh, crazy, crazy little guys. You know, some love to live dangerously. You never know. They're yeah. thrill seeking aliens. <laughs> uh, in. I was trying to. Th- I was trying to think of any of my one-off characters. Oh, well, my my favorite one-off character is is uh, the party boy, or or the party guy. Whatever the guy is, is like as soon as they go into the other dimension, he's like, Woo! takes off his shirt <laughs> and then he like runs out. Yeah, party! <laughs> and it immediately gets taken and like shoved in the, the alien vagina. And then, uh, but then, then is like totally into it later on in the tag or yeah. whatever. When he's just like, when when a- when Aberdolf gets sucked into, it, he's like, I I don't get it. Are are you enjoying this? You know it, bro. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, and th- I thought it was really interesting. Uh, one of the one of the notes that they talked about in the commentary was how difficult it was from a production standpoint to keep continuity with all of those party goers. Uh, And it's something that maybe you don't think about initially, but if it was wrong, I think it would stand out a lot more. So as you're, as you're going from shot to shot and things like that, uh, they, they did a really good job of making sure if an alien was standing in one part of the room and then they show the other side of the room, they have the same aliens in the background and things like that. Uh, which I can imagine is a logistical nightmare when you're when you're trying to produce a show like this. Yeah, I did notice. Uh, I paid more t- attention to the background characters uh, every every time I after I after, uh, every time I watched it, and just how repeating some of those characters are, and how much attention to detail the continuity was. With like, there's an alien walking from this room. Now the aliens in this room had to make sense that the alien was walking from the kitchen to the, the living room and, and vice versa. Right. Um, yeah. The speaking of aliens in, in the house, in the continuity, there, there are some, we're going to, we're going to reference the commentary because the Reddit discussion questions there, there aren't that many. Um, they mention also some of the characters who are in the party and they're like, yeah, we're going to use, we thought about using uh, some of these characters for season two. Uh, which they did, right? 
uh, I I wrote I wrote down a, f- the few bird person. This is this yeah. is his his debut. Squanch debut, voiced by co-creator Dan Harmon. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. And then they they talk about um the his his where he where they got him from, which was Buck Rogers or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh Tammy, Tammy's there. Uh, voiced by co-creator Dan Harmon. <laughs> or not, Gear- maybe not. Maybe maybe my facts someone fact check me on that one. Gear Gearhead, he's he's in there. He starts off Squanch. And by the way, with Tammy, she was in other episodes too, but yeah, uh, first she, appeared in the in Me Seeks and Destroy. That's right. Uh but she she's here talking about Bukaki and, and wanting to look drunk. Uh and seducing bird person. What isn't it like when Brad shows up like Oh, Brad's here. Make my hair look drunk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tammy's already drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in that, that whole line about like just the Bukaki line, like, I, yeah. I watch Bukaki, but I don't know if I'd ever do it. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. It is. In, in a Ridley, Ridley, you, we we talk about how he said granite on the on our podcast interview and you're like oh look he he's doing a, a easter egg for us which i still think he wasn't but he did an easter egg in the commentary that knowing or unknowingly he he mentioned uh bird person's wedding at the end of season 2 like he 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 mentioned that specifically i don't know if you caught that in the in the season 1 commentary yeah yeah Weird. Yeah, he he mentioned he mentioned talking about yeah bird person's wedding. Ha! Huh. Yeah. Wow. Go back. Go back. I'm uh, going. I'm going back right now. See you guys later. Bye. I can't. I can't, I can't timestamp it for you. But I was like, oh hey there 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 you go. Look at you. Look, look at you, Ridley, not caring who you're talking to. <laughs> Just, I think that's. I think it's that same attitude that got him on our podcast. Just not caring at all what what people had to say or whether or, not, or what the rules were. Uh, but yeah anyway um so all right we'll get we'll get into get into another one of these questions uh specifically in season one we see morty struggle with depression and uh as a result of the serious consequences that come from his adventures uh but up until now rick has done a good job of masking his pain with alcohol and things like that uh this episode is the first that addresses rick's depression that is so heavily featured throughout the rest of the show. How does depression slash trauma factor into Rick's actions? And do you think Rick can ever fully overcome his apathy? Uh, yeah. Ooh, deep. It's a deep question. It is is deep. Uh, it is interesting that for all of season one, Rick really, you know, degaffs and, seems like nothing really gets to him. He he seems like he can smart himself out of any situation and he's untouchable. But we learn through Bird Person that Wubble of a Dub Dub, his stupid catchphrase, is actually in his language, uh, I am in great pain, which is a very interesting way of taking a strangely ad-libbed word from... Uh, Justin Roiland and making it a huge kind of plot twist at the end of season one. Right, right, right. Uh, ta- taking his trying to do the trying to do Curly's whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> <laughs> making it to a catchphrase, but instead of instead of being this cute thing, now it's 
uh, a cry just, for help. A, a cry for help. I I, th- I think that's that that's an interesting like switch, right? We we talk about the writers doing certain things, uh, as as against the fans, or maybe not against the fans, but they they kill they kill off the ma- mailman as you know as as kind of a dig at, at the fans. And the wobble of a dub dub thing, his catchphrase, and and people going, oh yeah, wobble of a dub dub, oh, making it a kind of depressing thing, is kind of an anti humor way of being like, don't say this. If you're saying this, you're saying you're in great pain. Please help me. Yeah, in yeah. In, in a way. Yeah. Um, it but, still ends up on t-shirts and and merch, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know the truth. We we know we know the truth. Um, I we we saw we see in Pickle Rick later just how how I mean how effed up he is really and in, in various things with Unity as well. He's just he's not going to overcome his stuff. Uh, maybe not until like the end of season se- uh thirty or whatever it is, like episode seventy. Yeah, I. I don't know. We see a lot of growth beyond this um, because a few of those personality things, including masking his depression, are also putting up walls uh, in terms of his feelings about other people, uh, in- including, you know, his grandkids, his daughter. Uh, he's pretty open about his feelings about Jerry. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think um, he he's a really tough guy and, and that includes emotionally. So I, I think he does a good job. And even in this episode, he's, he's trying to be the life of the party, but we notice certain things happen, especially after bird person lets us know what level of dub dub means, uh, where maybe Rick's actions aren't just him trying to cut loose, but he's, he's trying to escape maybe from, uh whatever is is has caused his great pain right and and who know who knows what that great pain truly is we don't we don't I mean, there, we don't know it's all it's all hints it's like watching yeah, and, and and i don't know that the writers necessarily know <laughs> no no we don't um okay the last reddit discussion question we got here how has morty grown from his stuttering from the beginning of the season to the season finale would would you would you say he grew over the course of the season uh i think there's definitely growth um morty doesn't change a ton but he he is already starting to show uh, that he is not this like weak incapable uh can't can't handle any situation sort of individual he he is probably the most level-headed one for the majority of the party uh he's he's acting in that role of like oh gosh like i i'm the one that has to keep the house clean i'm the one that has to keep everybody on the straight and narrow uh ah, maybe i'll maybe i'll try to you know hook up with jessica but you know for the most part uh, i i need to keep things uh in line here right and and i think that's that's true for morty in a, in a lot of future episodes as well where he's he's trying to kind of maintain the status quo and and not not have as much risk uh i'll 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 throw an additional question here compared to morty how has 
summer grown from her just standard teenage girl ways at the beginning to the season finale. Uh, I think, I think we know, I think we know summer more, but I don't know that there's as much growth over the course of season one. Um, because fundamentally this episode shows that her entire concern (laughs) for throwing this party is to gain popularity with the cool kids at school. There, there's a, there's a, the part of the episode where at the very end when Rick's like, ah, give me, give me the, give me the uh, flashy things with the buttons. And Maurice, uh, that's that, that that describes everything that's in your garage, Rick. And then so, oh, and she like shows right up with it. Yeah, is, are you? T- is this it, Grandpa Rick? He's like, oh, summer for the win. Uh, <laughs> like that. To to me, that's that's an early glimpse of just how competent she is in this world, and just is just kind of like accepting things. And yeah, I'd I'd say you're right. Yeah, that is that is a really good point, and it. You know, you flash forward to like Morty's mind blowers where uh, Rick has basically set up like a nuclear launch code sort of situation <laughs> yeah. uh, for whatever happens with Morty's mind blowers. Like, and she's just like breezes right through it. Like, all right, whatever, you know? Um, do, do you, yeah, I think that I think that is consistently happening with Summer. Do you think that he, this is the hypothetical, do you think he has a bunch of adventures with Summer that he doesn't tell morty about and like there's an entire season of of uh summer and rick rick and summer rick rick and summer (laughs) the the show do do, do you think there's something like that like in the in the background 70 is a lot of episodes brandon that's all i'm saying (laughs) uh um no i think i think for the most part uh he his attachment to morty is is maybe a little bit stronger than with summer, but he definitely appreciates what summer is capable of and doesn't have, you know, ill will towards her or anything Mm -hmm. like he, he, he likes her too, but I think he'd much rather go adventuring with Morty, uh, maybe because of Morty's level of incompetence where he feels like he can control the situation a little bit more. We have seen examples where summer, takes command takes control in a situation and and then rick has to kind of work his way out of that as well where with morty he can just you know just say morty run and morty will run like (laughs) it just 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 does it just uh, so compliant about whatever situation they're in especially early on anyway yeah and morty's mind blower shows really how kind of uh, manipulated he is for all of that um okay other 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 thoughts what 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 else we got so um you you wrote this down and it's it's a good it's a good point and you did you did some extra research on it and it's the part of the neighbor house was also teleported when they went to the other dimension do you want do you want to talk about that right so so when they animate the scene uh morty knocks over the giant teleporter uh which the center of gravity on that thing is way off and and I can't fully blame Morty for 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 this like <laughs> it's just bad design come on, Rick. Come it, on. It, really uh, it needs to be weighted at the bottom like or <laughs> or like you know like have the little legs little legs on the yeah exactly exactly uh but yeah so when they animate this green bubble that teleports the smith family to another dimension uh it takes just a little chunk uh, out of the side of the neighbor's house as well. 
and then that chunk kind of falls off of the of the land that they brought with them uh, and kind of crashes onto the surface of this of this pl- alien planet uh and i'm sure i've seen that before but i never given significant thought to it uh until watching seasons two and three a little bit more and every time there's an establishing shot where they show the smith family house uh there's that crack in the driveway right it's that it's that subtle reminder that oh we teleported the house (laughs) and we put everything pretty much back to normal but there's a crack in the driveway Mm. where you know, like it's that it's that scar of, of the season one finale. Yeah. Uh, and it got me thinking though, well, was there any evidence to the damage of the house next door? And as far as I can tell, there isn't. Okay. So my my thought on it, I, I, I went back and looked at a few different episodes. Is it is it is the house looks the house looks fine uh in season two. But they were frozen in time for like six months. Uh, so I'm sure they had plenty of time to clean the 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 mold off off dad and, and mom and, and also rebuild uh, part of the house next door to the exact specifications that existed prior to them <laughs> teleporting and freezing. Let, time. Let's let's talk. Let's talk about how much time they spent being productive in this six month time frame or, or, or however long they're in. You know, for one night of partying, they spent just so long having to be probably like twelve hour days. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, to clean everything. I, up. I do like at the I, I, at the end of this episode where there's like just this weird montage of them like painting and then getting <laughs> in a paint fight yeah. and then like carving jack o' lanterns, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure it wasn't around Halloween but they just threw them on people's heads. They went around pantsing frozen people like for no reason. <laughs> and went, went to, went to better buy. They watched Titanic. Yeah. Which was not that. Okay. All right. So real talk for a minute. <laughs> okay. Time is frozen. Uh-huh. So what are the rules here? Because how do you watch a movie when time is frozen? Because how does the movie progress in time? Well, like, I... that's, that's not how movies work. Well, if you if you pay close attention to the TV they're watching in the the grass, I mean, it, it doesn't look like it's plugged in. How how is it? How is it even playing if it's not plugged in? Uh, really, if I'm willing to put my disbelief aside that they're that they can freeze time, I can put it aside that Rick. You know, rig Rick could probably figure out how to get the movie working. He he, like he can figure out the inputs on the back of the <laughs> Blu-ray player. That that would be that would be a, a a good joke for for Rick to not be able to like figure something completely simple electronically out. <laughs> it's like I can't figure out how to get my podcast and Apple Podcast to play not in chronological order. I just I want the most recent one first. That's all I want. Uh, like the the, the 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 tired joke of old people not being able to change the time on their VCR. <laughs> like if uh, how old? It's just blinking twelve constantly. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The 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 time stuff. We always we always talk about time travel and and the, I, I think we can save this conversation more for season two, episode one. That that's sure. when that stuff yeah. comes in a little bit. Like, that it really becomes prevalent in that episode. <laughs> yeah, but it it is another situation where we see time manipulated 
in some interesting ways. Yes. Uh, including my main man, Slow Mobius. <laughs> I'm just trying to show off my powers, bro. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite characters, favorite bits favorite uh, from bits. this episode is definitely Slow Mobius. Yes. Uh, my, one of my favorite bits, going back to the, that, that guy getting shoved in all the alien holes. <laughs> um, I, I like... I like Dan Harmon's reading of Bird Person, uh, but I really like the um, the juxtaposition of him talk speaking in that monotone uh, about you know it seems like gloopa noopa noop doops whatever helps you sleep at night, and then that monotone to Tammy, it just like has so much emotion just and he's such an asshole about it all of a sudden like they've been going out like like he's is is he really um you know possessive is he is he is he a maybe that's why he got out of his last relationship you know yeah we don't we don't know we don't know the story we we don't the 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 evolution of tammy and bird person's relationship uh is is really interesting because one it happens rather quickly uh, but I, I never watched this episode thinking about the future and what, what the relationship truly is, mm-hmm. uh, because it's so confusing at face value to be like, why is Tammy hanging all over bird person? And like, there's this scene where bird person is just like kicked back in a chair. He's like that dude at the party where everybody's yeah. going nuts, but he's just like playing it cool. in like the, the is, recliner is, is that during the a Rick room. dance? Like, uh, I think it might be. It he, might be. And Tammy's or, like or, sitting on his, his his lap. Yeah, like sitting just, on the arm of the chair, like just tap, tapping her kinda. tapping her thigh. It's yeah. the it's the <laughs> yeah. He's just just so so chill all of a sudden. Yeah, but then I think about it, and it's like, all right, Tammy's whole goal was to infiltrate Rick's circle and take out, you know, his closest friends and, yeah. and all these folks. So it's really interesting that this is the setup for that in sort of a way where this is, this is where she meets bird person and establishes the long con, the long con. It all started with summer and me seeks and destroy. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Summer. <laughs> uh, what, what, Again, uh, what, just trying to be popular. What, uh, what else you got? Favorite bits. <laughs> um, I did write down reverse Titanic, uh, and, and the scene where they missed the iceberg. Um, that, that scene just cracks me up. I, I, I love when he like makes the announcement over the PA system, like (laughs) that we are not going to hit the iceberg. Like everything is fine. And everybody's just like reaching out to the iceberg. Like, Oh no. Like, I don't know. It just cracks me up. A a couple of the scenes on the ship tickle me in in a way. Uh, the James Cameron onion rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Not only is, are we not sinking, but now the fourth wall is broken. <laughs> um, it's, uh, the, I, I have, I have a question and I, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but the maid, <laughs> when she's, she, she drops her, her clothes and she wants him to do her. And then out of wherever she pulls a gun, where did that gun come from, Travis? Her clothes were uh, off. It <laughs> tell it, tell it, me. It appeared based <laughs> on the way the character was drawn. Uh, 
that there may have been some uh, <laughs> folds uh, where you could have kept a, a small firearm. Okay. I mean, that was, that was a pretty hefty firearm. So uh, those folds. They, I, they were some pretty hefty folds. <laughs> They're, uh, so I don't know. I don't know if there's any other, other things. Oh, the, the Cape Fear. Cape Cape Fear at the very very. I'm tail doing end. Cape Fear. <laughs> Cape Fear. That that was that was last. That was last. That's uh, that got oh, me. What was, what was uh, the other one that I wrote down? At the uh, back at the oh, back at the so, party. Um. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, just just specific Titanic moments. Um, <laughs> there's there's the part where uh, they're like lining up right when they get on there to do the bow scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Beth just like totally like gets the rock. Cause there's two bow scenes in the Titanic. It's real well aware. Uh, King of the world. Is, I'm flying. <laughs> yeah, right. well so yep, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just like how this is clearly like a vacation for Jerry. So he's like completely into it. And Beth is just completely like, I, I can't imagine a situation where I go on a vacation with my wife and she's like, Hey, here, enjoy this with a total stranger. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go off. And I don't know. I, it, it speaks a little bit to it. It's foreshadowing more for Jerry and Beth's relationship and some of the things that are going to happen. But it's, it's just really interesting how much Jerry is super interested in experiencing this cheesy fake thing and and Beth is just completely not into it, and uh, I don't know. It it just yeah. He he want he want he he's a he's a romantic, but he's he has this this fairy tale romanticism about about things, <laughs> or like traditional traditional love and whatever happens in in Titanic, and um yeah, what a loser, loser. I mean, <laughs> Titanic's cool and all, like the history of it is cool to me. Before before James Cameron came out with it, and then you know Avatar the hell out of Titanic. I, I know <laughs> I know Avatar came out with it. Okay, uh, a couple things at the party that I really that I really liked. I like that they brought the stair goblins back. They're just yeah, they read yeah. the stair goblin. Uh, there's a Plutonian out there. That, like yeah, very. He's like in the background just briefly, uh, which. There's a whole question about that, which like that that Rick knows Plutonians, Lucy, uh, Lucy, keep here. That Rick knows Plutonians, uh, but the Plutonians came and got Jerry out of nowhere randomly. That had nothing to do with Rick. That, that that's there, that's a there's a discussion there that you could milk. I'm I'm sure. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, uh, Rick and his canapes. <laughs> that, that Rick is that he's got this really host mentality. <laughs> he wants to host a party and have these very delicate, very delicate hors d'oeuvres like, on a tray. <laughs> uh, which, as the party unfolds, is definitely not the type of party that Rick seems to throw. <laughs> uh, we we haven't really talked too much about Aberdolf Linkler, who is a somewhat of a classic character to come out of this episode, even though he hasn't. This is pretty much the only place he appears. Uh, I don't know. He's just the concept of taking like Abraham Lincoln and pairing him with Adolf Hitler. Uh, so out of nowhere, like I don't, I don't, like I don't know who pitched it, but grats to you. Uh, 
Um, and then when he's fighting that that beast as they're looking for the was it Claxium crystals? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like he's he's thinking he's doing this great like you know honorable like re- redemptive quest. act, and and all of his his discussions with his foe like the back and forth between like Lincoln thoughts and then like uh you know Hitler <laughs> you know ideals like it's just I don't know is it, is really interestingly written yeah I, I thought I thought it was interesting in the commentary that they were talking about Royland not knowing what the big deal with uh Aberdolph Linkler calling boy, him boy saying boy yeah and they and they had to explain to him how how racist that is yeah. And, and 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 Roland's like I, I don't I don't know like I just I doesn't I don't know these I try I don't know these things. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They they kept mocking Roiland about his uh his sparkly like <laughs> uh, free from racist upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last thing I'll I'll say here from from our end is uh, Jerry's art that. Fan- <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I should put it on a shirt sometime if it's not already. That would be one of those deep cut shirts where it's like, <laughs> what is that a reference to? Oh, this is a, a from a clip uh, <laughs> in one episode he's so, of he's Rick so, and Morty. He's so bad. That drawing is so bad. <laughs> uh, the 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 dropout floor and stuff mm. in the in the car just classic. Just. Makes it easier to clean make, this make, time. Make love inside me. <laughs> Gonna get it real steamy in here. <laughs> um, we so we we as part of our Patreon stuff, we do a pre-show hangout and we talk about we, we we talk about random stuff and we also talk about a little bit about the show beforehand. And uh, so we we do have some fan thoughts. Uh, our, our our friend J One he he mentions that the way the episode ended, uh, almost kind of ensured that they would have a second season. They wanted to lead directly into a second season. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like I certainly wasn't watching the show during the first season. So I don't know the, like the, the background info about whether or not they had already been picked up for a second season or, or what the, what the contracts were. But I did like that. They were, they, they didn't leave just on this random note where, I mean, I guess you could have ended, the series there uh but it just would have been less satisfying season I think, one than... we're done we're done Woo, wrap, it up. <laughs> wrap it up season one <laughs> the the fourth wall breaking at the end there is pretty great um but yeah that the the fact that they roll right into season two right where they left off um i think i think and and we've seen that trend continue uh between seasons two and three so um, I don't know how they would pull it off for the end of season three, but they, I mean, they certainly could. They could. It's it's they, could, they definitely could. They could. They could if they wanted to, and we'll see if they do. Uh, see, Squanchy and Squanchy's there. We find out his 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 knack for squanching party, Rick squanching things, <laughs> and voiced by co-creator Dan Harmon. <laughs> no. Come on, you know that you know that's Tom Kenny, you son of a Tom bitch. Kenny. Come on, you know get out of here, Dan Harmon. Uh, and and he tells Summer off, and and we all we're all better off for it. But you're kind of a bitch. Yeah, I I like that. There's this like touching moment where 
like Morty is finally sort of connecting with Jessica on some level and he's impressing her with some of (laughs) Rick's sci-fi gadgets. Rigmarole. She's like, oh, what's what's that? And it's Squanchy just squanching in a squanching in a locker. (laughs) Hanging hanging himself. (laughs) Yak him, yak him, smack him. Uh, Squanch. I. J J two he he mentions uh, Gear Wars Gearhead, and yeah. and that and that that boring ass story. The thing I want to bring about about Gearhead is him being the guitar guy at the party and everyone just like <laughs> surrounding him, talking about the Gear Wars. But in in oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, song. it's like all this crazy stuff going on, and there's a moment where everybody's like sitting down listening to him <laughs> sing a Gear Wars, you know. <laughs> Uh, him what are they or... called protest song or something <laughs> yeah yeah God. little loser <laughs> and, and and then he brought his little gear guitar to the party like typical typical guitar guy uh yeah. hate him hate all those people who play that i'm looking that's at your guitar behind you right now <laughs> that's a Just... bass that's a bass guitar oh it's oh, different my bad it's different uh and 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 yeah uh the then the last part was the b plot with jerry and beth how funny the anti-Titanic stuff with it is to just like uh, to come up with that idea of just, yeah, just the absurdity of, and, and they talk about it in the commentary like that before they did the full animation for it, they're all cracking up at just how absurd an anti-Titanic is. And then yeah. when they got the, <laughs> when they got the animation back, they're like, it's, it's not, as, it's not as funny. It's not as funny as the animatics were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan Harmon really hate like he feels like he phoned in that that B plot because he's just like, yeah, I don't know, like a Titanic spoof, <laughs> and then Rick and Morty like they throw a party, yeah, season finale, go, <laughs> cut print, like, <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have any, do you have, any, do you have anything else to to, to close um, it out? You know, I I think it's that that party vibe that you know. uh it, it, I feel like it is a good sort of uh, end to the season. And it kind of wraps up uh, everything that they've gone through for the first season of the show where they've gone on these crazy adventures. They've met a lot of really interesting and crazy different types of people. And this is them sort of celebrating that by inviting them all over to the house and throwing this crazy party. And so it kind of blends that, you know, earth, home, life that that Beth and and our, our Summer and Morty have, have kind of been used to growing up and showing that like nope with Rick around this is this is what life is like now it's it's not it's not a typical high school party your party's going to be you know clip glopping yeah it it shows it shows Rick's wild side which we then see later in when he's when he's hanging out with Unity <laughs> just so <laughs> So much, so much orgying. <laughs> An- another, another episode that deals with Rick's depression by the end of the episode. Yeah, turns out partying a lot uh, is is kind of a depressing <laughs> topic. I guess, I guess so. Um, <laughs> what about you? Any any other final thoughts about this episode? No, I uh, nope, not really. It's it's a it's a good episode. I it's in my it's in my top eleven for the season for sure. Good. Yeah, definitely in my top. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 solid, and you know there there's a, there's a bunch of hidden characters in the background 
there's a bunch of smaller jokes that kind of get overlooked. The the Tiny Rogers thing at the very beginning, what he talk about, you know, it's uh, like Tiny Ro- Rogers, so wop, bop, bloop, wop, dap, 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 dap. <laughs> you know, black effeminate singer from the 50s. Anybody? Anybody? Okay, whatever. Uh, and it, so I, I, looked, I looked that up before we recorded this to see what it was referring to. And the closest was uh, Little Richie. So on on YouTube, there's <laughs> there's uh, a video titled "Tiny Rogers Wap Wap Lubap," and it's it's little Richard, but <laughs> just little Richard, just little Richard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So that's so that is season one, the finale, In episode eleven, the bag. Rixy business. Uh, if you have any other thoughts on this episode or, or things that you thought we missed, uh, definitely hit us up over on Twitter, Facebook, or send us an email and uh, we will continue to have the conversations. Or you can head over to uh, the Rick and Morty subreddit where uh, this episode will be posted along with the uh, Reddit rewatch discussion and you can, you can add your comments there as well. Yes. And, and just to let you know, we are going to the next episode that we talk about is won't be season two we're gonna do a season one recap full uh season recap episode in two weeks after this this one airs so if you have thoughts about this episode or any of the 10 episodes before this travis be sure to send those to us on on everything that that travis just mentioned yes all right and now it's time for the blood dome battle Okay, this week on Blood Dome Battle League, we've got Zeep Zanflorb from the Microverse versus Dr. Zedon Bloom of Anatomy Park. Let's let's talk about what, what the fans thought first, Travis. What, All right, Brandon. What did the fans uh, think? <laughs> we would be the worst like WWE wrestlers <laughs> like ever. Um, so Keegan over on Facebook thought that Zeep would win because he seems like, uh, because we have seen him build uh, with raw materials, so he could he could make anything he wanted, uh, including like a little mech robot <laughs> out of you know natural material that, that, that's right that's right uh joshua he writes zeep zanflorp was able to create a mini verse which is some rick level sciencing he's also proven his resourcefulness and ability to craft weaponry to be at least on par with rick xenon bloom wasn't even able to keep anatomy park running smoothly granted there were forces conspiring against him but it still went down on his watch zeep zanflorp all the way all the way all the way okay so what happened Travis, do you want you want to tell the story? I'm a, you want me to tell the story? We we can tell the story. Let's tell the story. Let's tell the story. Where, how did it, how did it start? How does this start? This this battle between Zeep and Zeon? well, obviously, like Zeep Zamflor, he's he is as as Joshua mentioned, like almost like a Rick level scientist, right? Mm-hmm. So and and he is focused on like microverses and and microscopic technology, and so. Uh, it, it it makes sense that he's going to go through some some tests, some some trials to to try and make sure that that everything's working correctly to to figure out whether or not it's possible to to move from his own 
uh, sort of size down to a micro size. Yeah. Uh, and so as he's going through these things, he's 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 shifting in size greatly and and trying different things, and uh, and 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 as he is in a microscopic state, uh, he stumbles upon this this very strange theme park uh, that 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 he wasn't expecting to find. Yes. Yes. And that theme park, of course, was called Microverse World, <laughs> Anatomy World, <laughs> Anatomy. Micro Anatomy World, <laughs> Micro Anatomy World, The Lost Kingdom. <laughs> and he he shows up, and he's just he's he's awed by this 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 level of detail and and how much you know pirates of the whatever variation of of, <laughs> of pancreas of, of they, they they have. I don't know their anatomy, so that that part of the story is left out. But he, but, so, but part of the problem here is that uh, the the existence of this park almost enraged enraged Zeep because like he considered himself to be this great scientist. He considered himself to be the one that that was experimenting with these new places, and then he discovers that in fact someone has already beaten him to this technology. Right. And and not only beaten him to it, but they've gotten so far in advance that they're using it to build cheesy theme park rides and sell Panda Express to unwitting customers. <laughs> That's right. So so Zeep yells out, like, "Who who runs this thing? Who runs this? Not a voice actor. Who runs this thing? Oh oh oh! I'm I'm sorry. Uh, it's me. Uh, uh, what's his name? Do- Not Stephen Colbert. The other <laughs> Doctor Xenon uh, Bloom. <laughs> Oh, oh the, the the actor's name last last week tonight with yeah uh, John Oliver, John Oliver yeah, yeah. <laughs> come out you and and Xenon comes out right and and he's he's got his cane um with a with a microbe in the the amber and yeah. like yes how can I help you and and Zeep doesn't even think about it Zeep just so enraged he's kind of like he's kind of like the Hulk before spoilers things happen in Avengers right. <laughs> and and he just he whomps him he whomps him in the face and just and takes his cane and just starts beating the shit out of him <laughs> and and his like his uh, xenon blooms like am- amoeba shaped body is just starting to splatter and it's yeah it's breaking into smaller amoeba and it's it's just scattering and just there's just like a, a mini there's a, a, a minier minier there's a minier xenon yeah. bloom that's like yeah, and that, that tiny Xenon Bloom is just pleading for his life. He's just like, please, sir, please. We have so many wonderful attractions that you should try. <laughs> and that comment just pushes Zeep over the edge, and he kicks him <laughs> right into an oncoming bone train. <laughs> uh, like yeah, uh, so Zeep wins. You're boned Zeep, now. Zeep. <laughs> <laughs> uh that is the improvised version yeah. of Blood Dome Battle League. That's me being Thank you so much for li- not- <laughs> Blood Dome Battle League Theater. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh Zeep wins. Uh thanks to your votes over on uh Twitter, 70 or 67% of you uh voted for Zeep. 67. Uh, yeah, and then over on Facebook, 76. So we got like a little palindrome situation going on. Um Oh, uh, <laughs> look at that! But yeah, but yeah, in in both cases, uh, Zeep was the winner. So I th- I think maybe that that Rick level of of scien- scientistness 
uh, maybe put him over the edge and, and gave him the upper hand. You know, in in, in the in the story, what I originally thought was going to happen was that because everything that Zeep is was doing inside the microverse was basically a copy of what Rick was doing, that he created his own version of Anatomy Park <laughs> as as like a, a Rick esque being. So their version of Xenon Bloom would would have worked for uh, Zeep. But that's, I, thought, I thought that's where it was going, and then they're going to fire him. <laughs> but, you know, that's a, a different different story for a different time. That's why you got to play it fast and loose with comedy sports. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me a suggestion. Uh, suggestions from a hat. Somebody, somebody from the audience. Somebody from the YouTube stream. Just uh, give me a place. Give me a place. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's that's it for this uh, Blood Dome Battle League. And uh, the real question is, Brandon, uh, are we doing more of these things? We 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 are going to do more of these things. Uh, this is the this is going to be the last one for this season. We're going take we're we're winding down in the season. We're going to start taking a break. And uh, so again, we're going to cover the the entire season next episode. We have two interviews that we're trying to line up uh, in in the for July. We won't have any Blood Dome Battle League stuff for that, but uh, but I, I think when season two starts up again, we will in, we will we'll do this. I'll make it more of a bracket type. I think I'll we'll try try doing that, and yeah, we'll we'll go we'll go that route. So we're looking for, we're looking forward to coming back onto that when we start season two of the show. It'll be it'll be good. It'll be organized. We'll have a bracket. We'll try to incorporate your thoughts and your uh you know have a contest. I don't know a contest yeah, where nobody mix wins. Up. Mix it up a bit. Where maybe, nobody wins. Maybe, though, anything, maybe prizes can prizes be involved? I, don't, I, like I just prizes. said when no nobody will win anything. I just said that. But maybe there'll be prizes. I, maybe there'll be prizes. Maybe there'll be prizes. But. The prize is is are, are on dying devotion to you. It's not it's not winning. It's a gift. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, it's it's now time to move on from this from this segment uh, over to listener suggestions and short outs. Uh, first up in this section, we have an email from Edward Mills, uh, and Edward writes, "I want to know your opinion on whether or not you think Morty may grow up to kill Rick. It's a popular theory, but I want your take on it." Uh, P.S. This is my favorite podcast, and I listen to it every day and sometimes repeat episodes. Keep up the good work, guys! Exclamation point. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Edward, for listening to the show, even uh, repeatedly. Uh, we appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so, are you familiar with this popular theory, Brandon? Uh, I am. I am familiar with the thought that Morty may grow up and, and kill Rick. Uh, I. I I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. It's a he has done stuff. He's almost shot Rick, and and I think if if Morty is pushed to a far enough breaking point, then he is absolutely going to kill Rick someday. Uh, and it, it could go back to like the whole evil Morty, President Morty thing, where maybe that's maybe that's where it's leading to, man. Maybe maybe Evil Morty is is gonna be the the one to kill kill Rick kill our Rick all Ricks. I I think it's I think that is a really interesting question because in a way, in in Morty's heart in his mind, he already tried to kill Rick. Right <laughs> that 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 season three premiere, he 
he shot him with the fake gun, not knowing it was a fake gun. So he, he had already made the decision that he was going to kill Rick. So I don't think it's out of the realm of the possible that, that this sort of thing could happen. Um, though I don't necessarily think that's a direction the writers are purposefully heading, uh, at this point, they have 70 episodes to (laughs) explore such ideas, but I, I personally would like to see something where, uh, we see more change in Rick than necessarily in Morty. Um, I, I'm sure Morty is going to continue to change and grow throughout the series, but uh, I, I, I'm that optimist that hopes Rick can come around and come to terms with some of his feelings and, and things like that and accept, you know, that he doesn't always have to be the Rickest Rick and he can sometimes just love my grandkids. <laughs> like, like he goes through an entire season where he's reformed and he's trying to make his life better and he's, he, he, stopped, he stopped drinking, he's going to AA, and he's, just, he's going around... It's- He's working for Habitat for Humanity. He's going through all these different dimensions, like knocking on people's doors, trying to make amends for all the wrongs that he's that he's done. (laughs) That that'd actually be a pretty good episode, I think. Yeah. Send that send that in. (laughs) Justin, Dan, that was free. (laughs) I'll do it. Uh so 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 thank you so much for for sending us that that email, Ed. Um Edward. You you wrote Edward, so we won't we won't shorthand it unless you tell us to shorthand it. Uh, we do have a we do have a review out there on on iTunes and a new i new review. I don't know if you saw this, Travis. It's titled it, "Interdimensional RSS is the number one mostly highly rated podcast in America" <laughs> by Joshy Bo Seven. I think the seven maybe is supposed to be like Leet for like boy, like oh boy, skater, okay. skater boy, so, Leet speak action. So Joshy boy. <laughs> If you love Rick and Morty but hate the inescapable certainty of your own impending eventual death, well, there's not a lot anybody can do about that second part. But in the meantime, why not just sit down and cuddle right up to Travis and Brandon as they take you on a magical journey through every nook and cranny of the best animated sci-fi comedy to have ever been produced? You want laughs? The good old boys at IDRSS have got them in spades. By the way, that's the first time I've seen an acronym like that. IDRSS? It it RSS. I, I'm I'm I like it. I like it. I'm, I don't hate it. I don't. <laughs> uh, you want drama? Travis and Brandon will bring you into unity, make you feel like one of their very own, harboring you safely through the good times and the bad against all odds, foreign and domestic. It, that foreign <laughs> and domestic part I added in the darkness that is the Rick and Morty off season. The light that these two shine down upon you with their jovial anecdotes and their hard hitting approach to answer. Even the toughest questions, like who would win in a fight between Bird Person and Morty Jr., will keep you company on that long and winding road to season four. Just like Cheryl Crow said, I added that part. You're not alone, fellow Rick and Morty fans. Not anymore. You are here with us now. You are unofficially home. Asterisk, as voted on by me. Thank you, Joshy boy. Thank you. That was a fantastic review. Very well. Very well done. Very well done. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Thank you so keep- much. Keep the reviews coming, folks. If if you're a new listener to the podcast, well, first off, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, but yeah, if you if you have a few minutes, go over to the podcatcher of your choosing. If they have a rating system, you could rate and review the show over there. Or uh, if you if you got time, head over to Apple Podcasts and and slap a review up there. It helps helps the show with visibility and and then when people are searching for Rick and Morty related stuff, uh, it helps them find this 
podcast. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, we got we got one one Patreon perk that we need to we need to share with with the group. Uh, That's right. Big thanks to all of our Patreons for continuing to support the show and helping to keep the lights on. But uh, every every once in a while, there's there's a special. Uh, reward that that we have to highlight on, on an episode of Interdimensional RSS, <laughs> IDRSS. That is that is absolutely correct. Our friend J One has uh, I wrote him a song, and you you've you've heard the other songs I've, I've written. Let me let me just let me just introduce this by saying, uh, J One is streaming on Twitch, and he's he's playing PUBG a lot, and and I thought you know what let me let me write a song dedicated to him streaming on Twitch, playing that PUBG, and just how fun it is to <laughs> live, live a life all the time. I, so, I got to say, when you, when you played this song for me as you were working on it, uh, I loved it. I was jamming out in my garage. I was cleaning my garage, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is the goods. Uh, and so now that I've hyped it, you can all hear it for yourself. Yeah, and sorry it sucks, everyone, uh, especially, <laughs> especially the J1. Sorry, man. All right, here, here it is. This next jam is for my main man, J1. Baby, ah. PUBG. <laughs> I kind of miss PUBG a little bit. The 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 part that I that, I, that I'm so glad I have in there is that his friends loot his corpse and all he has he has nothing on him but an empty shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it and it's just that's how school drops are always. <laughs> school drops, pachinki, you know, it just yeah. creates you know, it happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Anyways, uh, th- thank you thank you again for your support J1. We we appreciate you. And we appreciate all our patrons. We appreciate everyone, any and everyone who's listening to the show. You mean a, a ton to us, and we we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you. Yeah. All right. And I think that that's about it for this episode. Uh, thanks for taking this journey with us to go all the way back to season one, uh, and and we can finally say it's done. Season one is in the books. We have we have we've discussed every episode. So uh, let us know which ones were your favorite. Uh, if there was anything that we missed on an individual episode recap, or maybe if there was something you noticed over the course of the season that stuck out to you as a particular theme or something going on with an individual character, we want all of your thoughts and we will throw those together for our season one review where we look back on sort of the, the major themes and things that happen and just sort of the stuff we liked and made. There's not much stuff we don't like about the show, let's be <laughs> no, honest. No. Uh, so, so yeah, that'll that'll be our next episode before we take uh, our actual break away from season one. We'll we'll 
stopped doing episode recaps for for a few weeks. We have a couple of interviews that were that were lining up, and uh, yeah, if there's if there's any other topics or you know, way back when this when this podcast began, we we didn't do episode reviews at all. We just we just talked about topics, topic the topic. Uh, so. <laughs> If if there's a if there's a part of the show that you're you're really interested in that that you think we should discuss, uh, shoot us an email at apathetic. Nope, not that one. Rick and Morty podcast at podcast. gmail.com. <laughs> uh, or or send us a tweet, something like that, and and we will throw those all together for some of these upcoming episodes. Until then, I'm Travis and I am Brandon, who has Thank a you. load of editing. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Take care. Take <laughs>